Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, babies, uh, here. I wanted to re-record uh, the news about the explosions because I don't want to sound haughty and I don't want to sound like a know-it-all because <clears throat> I honestly only know what Jehovah puts in my mind and what Jehovah puts in my heart. So I wanted to, I deleted that podcast and I'm re-recording it. And I'm going to start with the scripture because, again, I do not want to appear as if it's me that just knows all of these things. I'm literally flesh and bone. I don't know anything except Jehovah tells, except if Jehovah tells me and when Jehovah tells me. So I'm re-recording this one and I'm going to start with the scripture. Okay. And when it comes to who I am and how Jehovah is using me. Okay. Jehovah is using me to show himself okay jehovah knows what's going to happen in advance because jehovah reads the minds in humans heart okay now first i'm going to start with jesus christ what jesus christ said in the book of matthew matthew chapter 24 okay the disciples said tell sorry matthew chapter 24 verse 3 the, the disciples asked him privately, tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your presence and of the conclusion of the system of things? Okay. The first thing that Jesus said is, look out that nobody misleads you. Jesus didn't say worry about other people. Okay. Number one, Jesus said, look out that nobody misleads you. Okay. Now I'm going to skip down to verse 6. You are going to hear of wars and reports of wars. Have we not? And it seems that the increase of wars is becoming more prevalent. What happened in Ukraine? That was so subtle. Nobody expected that to happen. Alarmed. For these things must take place but the end is not yet okay now i'm going to skip down to verse 7 the the lat the latter part there will be food shortages and earthquakes okay america has really not faced a food shortage too much uh nationwide but that food shortage is coming there is a famine that is coming and it's actually coming quicker than people think now let's get down to verse 8 jesus said these things are a beginning of pangs of distress this is the tip of the top of the iceberg this is not even we're not even underneath okay also verse 9 it says then people will hand you over to tribulation and will kill you and you will be hated by all the nations on account of my name. Now, this scripture is being fulfilled in other countries. There are some Jehovah Witnesses that are being put to death. Okay. And I wouldn't say put to death. I would rather say that they're asleep with their forefathers. They're not, they're not dead because Jehovah's going to raise them back up through his son, Jesus Christ. Okay. But when... Jesus is talking. Who is he talking to? Jesus is talking to his disciples, people that are baptized, not, not baptized, so to speak, but people that are helping him. Okay. And I do believe that all of his disciples were baptized as well because Jesus got baptized too. Okay. I am saying all of these things because the sacred secrets of what is going to happen, it's not revealed to common people. It is revealed to Jehovah's people. And we have been sent as messengers to let the world know of everything that is going to occur. Okay. And it says, because of the increasing of lawlessness, the, the love of the greater number will grow cold. Okay. Then Jesus said, but the one who has endured to the end and the good news will be preached in all the inhabited earth. And this good news of the kingdom will be and then the end will come. Okay. Now 
we are going to get into Je we're going to get into Jehovah's prophet. Okay, verse fifteen. What does it say? Therefore, when you catch sight of the disgusting thing that causes desolation, as spoken about by Daniel the prophet, standing in a holy place, let the reader use discernment. What did Daniel say is going to happen? Okay. Let's let's look at Daniel and how Jehovah used Daniel to prophesy to King Nebuchadnezzar of what the dream meant. Okay, Daniel chapter one. Let's see if it's in this chapter. I believe it's uh, chapter two, rather. Okay, so let's see how Jehovah used At that time, Daniel discreetly and cautiously spoke to Arioch, the chief of the king's bodyguard, who had gone out to kill the wise men of Babylon. Now, why were the wise men going to be killed? Because they did not prophesy to the king, not only his dream, but also his interpretation. And why? But Jehovah God can read minds. And Jehovah used Dan Daniel to prophesy not only, number one, what the dream was that King Nebuchadnezzar had and what the dream means. Okay. Now, what is Jehovah doing with me? I have a very close, intimate relationship with Jehovah God. I've been telling people as soon as I got back to Charlotte that things are actually going to get a lot worse. The guns are going to be put to the side and they're going to start to use bombs. And it's not going to be a bomb threat. It's going to be a bomb explosion. Because again, Satan's time is coming to an end. So he's just going to get worse and become more crazy than he's ever been his entire time on earth. I'm saying this so that people could know that it's Jehovah that's giving me these thoughts beforehand. Okay? A couple of minutes ago on Spectrum News in Raleigh or Raleigh, there was a bomb explosion. It was intentional. Jehovah had already read the minds and hearts of these two men that got together and plotted to do that explosion. Listen to Jehovah God, because there's many more things that I have not said. If people fail to listen to the basic things that Jehovah tells his prophets or his people to go preach and give the message to other people. If people cannot listen to just the smallest things that's going to happen, the bigger things that's going to come, you're not going to believe. You're going to be just like the people in Noah's day. Okay? Nobody's listening to you, Noah. They laugh at you. Do you want to be that person? I thank Jehovah God and his son, Jesus Christ, for everything that they have done for all of us. But again, ladies and gentlemen, be safe and trust in Jehovah. gentlemen it is midnight okay if you lived around me you should know what midnight hours are full all right we're not settling in those fleshly thoughts at midnight anymore okay because your purpose has changed and a reason why you breathe is no longer 
the same. All right, so this podcast today is going to be about understanding people, understanding the person's behaviors, okay? This is extremely important, okay? Queens, too many of you are literally signing paperwork to a man that is going to kill you. He's going to kill you without fail. You guys are and I'm okay. The word sorry doesn't come out of my mouth because I'm not sorry about anything that I say or anything that I do. Okay? Because everything I do and say is intentional. Even if I do or say something that's wrong and it, and I did it, okay? I got to pay for it whether I it was intentional or not cuz I do my best not to be intentional about certain things like when it comes to bad stuff, I don't intend to do any of that. Okay? But this is just me being humble because all humans have some good and some bad in them. Okay. So sometimes we don't intentionally, you know, do or say certain things. So I correct myself with that. I'm going to go ahead and move forward with the point of this, this, this podcast. The point of this podcast is to understand it, uh, understanding dark psychology, gaslighting and manipulation. Nobody has a book, no doctor. No health professional and no therapist has ever broke these things down the way I'm getting ready to break these things down. So tune in, listen, take this knowledge and run with it, okay? Take this knowledge and run with it like Christopher Columbus ran with our ancestors, okay? And profited off of them and still profiting off of us today, okay? Now, ladies and gentlemen, you have to understand the source of a person. There's two, there's two sides to a table, okay? There's two sides to a table. By, by actions, by thoughts, and by desires, a person is either leaning on Jehovah God and Jesus Christ or they're leaning on Satan and the demons. It's no in-between. There's no such thing as neutrality, Okay? When it comes to spiritism, there is no such thing as neutrality. And by the way, Jehovah's Witnesses are not neutral. I want to make that clear and I'm going to say that again. Jehovah's Witnesses are not neutral. They have stood and voted for Jesus Christ through his messianic kingdom, which is Daniel 2.44. They've already made their vote as far as who their king is going to be. Okay? Now, when the Jehovah Witness says, I'm neutral, okay? The Jehovah Witness is basically indirectly letting you know by spirit that they've already voted for Jesus Christ. Okay? And there's nothing more, nothing else to that. I'm releasing insiders and secret information. And it's not secret information. If you read the Bible, these are things that you should know as well. Let's go ahead and move on to understanding dark psychology, manipulation, and the wild beast. First, let me give you a background in history of how everything began to go wrong. Things didn't begin to go wrong because Jesus Christ left his position in heaven and came down to earth to start problems. That's not where problems started. That's not where human life began to go downhill. Let me tell you about Satan first, and let me give you a history and a biography of this wicked person whose whose name we still do not know. Okay? The word Satan is not a name, it's a description. It describes the individual. A slanderer. Okay. Let's go ahead to the next point. You have to be careful with seeds you planted. Okay. When a child is born into the world, the child is not a criminal. The child is not a slave. The child is not a mother. That newborn baby is just what it is, which is a newborn baby. When Jehovah began, when Jehovah through his son and they worked together to create spirits, none of the angels that Jehovah God created 
were created with wickedness. None of them were. They were all created perfectly. They were created in Jehovah God's image. You have to understand what happened and what motivated Satan to come down to this earth and start problems. You need to understand this first. This wicked spirit or angel, okay, not angel, this wicked spirit began to plant and sow seeds of self-righteousness. Extreme self-righteousness. Dang. I'm a I'ma speak and I'm a I'ma speak on the thoughts that this wicked ain't wicked spirit had. Okay? Dang. Look at Jesus Christ and Jehovah God. They done created the earth. Everything is so beautiful. Dang. Look at all of this power that Jehovah has. Look at everybody bowing down to my father. Why can't I be bowed down too? Why can't I be more important? I want to be more important too. I want to be the boss. I want to have my own business. I don't want to work according to my father's divine plan. I want to do what I want to do. That's the key term. Okay. Once a person begins to plant those seeds of self-righteousness and self-importance and they water it and it begins to grow. By the time that seed stem sprouts from that grass and that dirt and it's a stem, okay, now that means that the thoughts of this person wanting self-righteousness, power, control, and fame has now been made manifest. Because it was made manifest in this person, what he did was he acted on how he felt for so long. Okay, so now you understand the psychology of this wicked person called Satan the devil. Satan the devil stepped outside of his father's home and his home and he did what he wanted to do, which is cause problems and chaos. If I literally, okay, I'm going to break it all down on this podcast because like I said, when you listen to my podcast, my audible is not the typical audible. I literally give life to the Bible because so many people read the Bible and it sounds so boring because the person isn't really meditating or understanding it. Okay, so I, I, I broke down what caused Satan to become who he is by his mind and his spirit first. Okay. Now, before we talk about his actions and what actions he took, let's not jump to the actions. Once Satan's mission and purpose became evident in his own selfish game, we have to think about how he went about accomplishing his own selfish mission. Satan sat in heaven with the other angels and applauded. Okay? He applauded, he acted like he was happy, he acted like he was proud of all the good things Jehovah did. But he sat there in heaven and he was miserable in himself. Satan literally watched Adam and Eve behavior. In fact, Satan also knew that Adam felt alone. Jehovah knew that as well. Okay, because if you read the book of Genesis, the Bible says that Jehovah created a helper for him because he was alone. Okay. So Jehovah God gave Adam, not a baby mother, not a boo, not a girlfriend, none of those things. Jehovah gave Adam a wife. Marriage only exists because Jehovah caused it to exist. 
It's humans that don't want to do marriage. They don't want to do things according to Jehovah's divine purpose. They want to do what they want to do. They don't want to be responsible for being loyal and, and showing commitment. Let's break down what Satan did, okay? Number one, Satan was very watchful. He observed and he studied Adam and Eve, period. Humans are strong. That is true, okay? Adam and Eve had some flaws that Satan clearly saw and he wanted to see if he could take advantage of that. Okay? In the book of Genesis, the Bible says that a man, okay, will leave his father and mother and stick to his wife. Here's a trick, ladies. It is not your job to overstep a man. It's not your job to ask a man to marry you. That is not according to Jehovah's divine purpose. The Bible says that a man will leave his mother and father and stick to his wife. That was Jehovah's divine purpose and that still is Jehovah's divine purpose. That man chases you. You don't chase him. It doesn't say that a woman leaves her mother and father to chase down a man and ask him to marry her. That's not divine. You're not working according to your divine purpose as a woman. A lot of women is not going to like that message, but it's the truth. Let's go ahead and move on to the next couple things here. That verse also highlights some changes about Adam. When Adam was on that earth, he enjoyed the, the responsibilities Jehovah gave him, and he always spoke to Jehovah God. But the minute Jehovah gave him a wife, he began to set his attention on this woman more than anything else. It doesn't mean that he abandoned Jehovah because he did not abandon his father. He just didn't communicate with him as much. You know when a man has a wife and he marries her and they start their own family? He's not calling his parents every day. He's calling his wife every day. And if he ain't calling her, he in the house laying beside her. Talking to her. Okay, so these are some behaviors that Satan clearly observed about Adam with this woman, with his wife. The simple fact that Satan observed this one behavior about Adam showed that Adam really, really, really loved that woman. Adam was very poetic in him describing Eve. He said, huh, Jehovah took a piece of me and created you out of a piece of me. Okay. And Adam never abandoned his wife. That's this is another thing. He never abandoned her. Adam was very loyal to Eve. Okay? Now let me bring out some let me bring out some pointers to you, okay? This is important. Let's think about what Satan did not do. We know that at one point, the demons were able to materialize themselves in human bodies. We know that. Okay, because they did that in Noah's day. Satan did have the power at that time to create a human body. And he didn't, he didn't have to just create a man or woman. Satan could have literally materialized himself as a child. And went into the Garden of Eve, the Garden of Eve, you know, and an appeal to, to Eve through the emotions and feelings that she would have as a mother, one of her own children, right? He could have went to her as a child and spoke to her. But as a mother, when a child is telling their parent to do something, that, that mother and father is not listening to that child. In fact, Eve would have been like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Adam, we don't have no kids together. Where did this child come from? We've been on this earth for decades. Whose child is this? Don't you think that Adam would have spoken out loud to Jehovah? 
father, father, where did this child come from? That wasn't the right move for Satan. Satan didn't materialize himself as a child or as a man or a woman. Because that would be too obvious in who he would be. Neither Adam nor Eve would have fell for that trap. It would have been too obvious. Okay? If he disguised himself as a man and tried to seduce Eve, that wouldn't work either because Eve was not fleshly when it came to sex. Adam and Eve did not have any form of sex while they were perfect at all. So if Satan materialized himself as a grown, handsome man, that would not have worked either. In fact, because Adam was a man, Adam would have felt the presence of some other testosterone on the earth. Adam would have knew that there was some man trying to talk to his wife. He would have been right behind his wife. Like, first of all, who are you? And where did you come from? And who sent you here? I'm the only man that Jehovah God put on this earth. So who are you? That would not have worked. Okay. So Satan disguised himself. Okay. And he used an animal known as a serpent to talk to Eve. Isn't it so ironic that cartoons today talk like human beings in cartoons, but they don't talk in real life. Isn't that so funny? It's almost like the exact same thing that Satan used in the beginning is what we see on TV. I'm not saying cartoons is bad at all. I'm not saying that. Because there's certain there's certain cartoons that I like, like the mammoths, like Ice Age, okay? And different and different like Lion King. There's different cartoons that I like. Because animals cannot speak. They don't have a voice. They cannot talk. They can only make sounds. <laughs> the sound that a snake makes is a slither. Not a conversation. Not. Did God really say that you cannot eat from every fruit of the garden? I'm going to tell you something too. The way salespeople get your money is they ask you questions. The questions that they ask you is intentional. The questions is to change your perspective, okay? When you show doubt, okay, they want to know why. So immediately what a salesperson does is they ask you questions. The question is not intended for your benefit. The questions are intended for their benefit, okay? When a salesperson asks you questions, you don't answer the question. Okay, what you do is you sit back and you try to understand what is actually happening. No one has power and authority over you unless you give them that power. Okay, a lot of people are being sold stuff that they never wanted. That's not your salesperson fault. That's your fault because you allowed them to persuade you. So when you sitting at home trying to understand because now you're struggling when you're sitting at home trying to understand why life is so hard actually you decided to buy that Lamborghini or you decided to buy that expensive car that you did not have to buy you allowed that person to persuade you you allowed that person to give you an ultimatum you allowed that person to give you one choice know your worth Everybody has a brain in their head. My brain is not Joe Biden's. My brain is not Scott Lewis or whoever else is alive out here. Jehovah gave each and every human their own brain to think for themselves. Okay? And what Satan did with Eve is he sold her on something that she was not supposed to have. He sold her something that is, is stolen. He, she literally stole from Jehovah God when she disobeyed him. That tree did not belong to Adam and Eve. That's the same way your parent says, look, everything in the kitchen, you could have. But my little mini fridge and my snacks in my room is mine. So when that child goes into that room and takes a snack that their parent already told them they can't have, 
guess what? Now you stole it from your own mother and father who has plenty of food downstairs for you anyway. You know how much it would hurt a parent? They got all of your snacks, every single thing you like, and they say there's one snack you can't have and you want to steal from them. You know how much that would honestly hurt your parent? Like, I can't have nothing for myself around here. When I've doubled and tripled and multiplied when I'm giving you kids. And I can't even have one thing for myself. You know how hurt your parent would be? Let's move on, okay? Satan hid his identity through an animal. And I want to actually let you guys know to understand why he chose a serpent too. Why would Satan choose an elephant to speak through to talk to Eve? Why in the world would he choose an elephant as big as that thing is? Let's also highlight that Satan did not challenge Eve in the water. He didn't speak to her through a shark or through a dolphin or through an octopus. He spoke to her on land. Because you know what? It would be extremely strange for Eve to take a dive while her husband is not around. And that shark with his big teeth starts talking through the water. That would have probably scared her. So he didn't choose the water either. He chose the land because it's common ground. Satan doesn't choose a big animal. Nor did he choose an animal that may have seemed scary. There was dinosaurs that existed too. He didn't choose a dinosaur. He didn't choose a big animal. He chose something that was smooth and quick with it, which the best animal to choose is a snake. Because snakes are noticeable, but they can maneuver so quickly and they can almost be unseen. A dinosaur and that big old foot is making way too much noise. You can't hear a snake when it comes up again, unless it's a rattlesnake. Okay, so I'm literally highlighting and pinpointing things to help you better understand the Bible that you read yourself every day. These are the facts. Okay. So now we've clearly highlighted how Satan was able to convince Eve. He persuaded her. That's all he did. And you know what the key to his persuasion, why it worked? Is because Eve did not think for herself. And Eve doubted Jehovah God. Is it really so that Jehovah really told you that? Don't you know Jehovah lying to you? <laughs> Don't you know he lying to you? Why are you trusting in Jehovah? Who is he? You don't even know who he is. Adam told you about Jehovah's commandments. You wasn't here when Jehovah God created Adam. You don't know what was told to the man. Why are you trusting in this Jehovah? So the reason Satan succeeded is because he played on her doubt. Okay? And Satan knew that this document to sign her rights over was, was completed when she took the fruit from the tree. Once she grabbed what Jehovah told her she cannot have, oh, he, the deal was closed. And I also want to let you know, too, that Satan is an opportunist. He didn't talk to Eve when Adam was around. And I want to let you know, too, that I'm just about very sure that Eve was lured to Satan. That snake was probably at that tree. Okay. Psst. Come in, come in. Do you hear me? Eve was a babe. She was inexperienced. She had a child like mine. She really didn't know. The same way you see children being lured to people. Is exactly what Satan did to Eve. Nothing that exists never existed before. No, somebody tried that and did that and it worked. It starts with Satan the devil. 
He lured Eve to that tree. And then he slandered Jehovah's name saying Jehovah's a liar. And then he said, do whatever you want to do. It's not that it was Eve's desire to go eat the fruit. He gave her that desire. He planted the desire in her mind and he grew it. She allowed it to grow in her mind. Okay. I'm not going to speak too much about Adam. We're going to keep Adam's decision very simple. Adam was not deceived at all. The Bible says Eve was thoroughly deceived. She didn't know she was going to die. But Adam knew he was going to die. Adam chose death row because he loved his wife more than Jehovah God. That's why there's a scripture in the Bible where Jesus says, if you love your family and friends more than me, you're not what of me. Jesus said, you're not worthy of me. So everybody on this earth should have a sense of worthiness when it comes to who they're going to allow to be in their life. That's correct. Not everybody on earth is worthy of being called your mother or worthy of being called your father or worthy of being called your best friend or worthy of being called your friend. The only worthiness people have is what is required. When you go to your job and you have to work, you have to call them your coworker. If you're, if you're required to work with them, that's the only title they can have. But everybody is not worthy of you. Now, let's, let's talk about what Jehovah God did. When Adam, Eve, and Satan rebelled against Jehovah, Jehovah gave each and every one of them their own punishment. Each and every one of them had a different consequence to their actions. And the punishment hurt it. You know when a, when a, when a father or mother punishes their child for rebelling? Not listening is called rebellion. It's the same thing. You did exactly what I told you not to do. Okay? Everybody had their own consequence to their actions. Okay? Now, now that we have talked about all of these things about Satan and how all of these things came about, now we have to get into the dark psychology. This wicked spirit did not stop with that. He continued to do exactly what he wanted to do. First of all, if you look at the Bible, Lot's day wasn't even close to the book of Psalms. That was in the very beginning. If I'm not mistaken, it was Genesis, Leviticus, or one of those things. I don't believe I was even five chapters in the Bible before Lot's day. And the Bible says that now, Adam wasn't, not Adam, now the spirits in heaven, wicked spirits, were looking at women inappropriately. You know where perverseness comes from? <laughs> it comes from Satan. Those spirits was in heaven for eons, thousands of years before man was created. And now they begin to have perverse thoughts about women. What Satan and the demons did was bestiality. You take two different species and you add them together. Those were demons. Those were spirits having intercourse with humans on earth. That's the same thing as a human being having intercourse with an animal. Bestiality. A lot of wicked things and bad things that people do, it literally is an imitation of Satan and his purpose and his mission. Can you see? Okay. Now, I'm going to continue to break these things down. Okay. Satan did all of these things. He wanted to have the women on earth and so did the demons. They followed him. Things was worse. Okay. After Satan done did so many bad things. Okay. Including testing Job. Because he tested Job's faith as well and his integrity. Okay. 
finally war broke out in heaven. Jesus said, look, Father, I'm done with this, with Satan's wickedness. I'm so done with it. Okay, he's on earth causing problems and he's in heaven causing problems too. Satan did not start a simple fight, okay, with Jesus Christ. It wasn't a, it wasn't a single person fight. It was a war. You know when war started on earth? War started when Satan was thrown down to this earth. That's when war started. Now, I want you guys to know what an orphan goes through. Children that are thrown away and they can no longer go home to their parents, it really hurts them. It bothers them. Okay? Parents that throw their children away, most of the time it's intentional. They want you to hurt. They want you to feel worthless. They want you to feel shameful. They want you to feel that nobody likes you. And that's not true. Because if Jehovah God did not like you, he would have never caused you to grow in your mother's womb. Okay? If Jehovah did not want you here, but best believe you me, you would not be here to listen to this podcast today. And I don't care how you're born. I don't care if you just so happen to come out with ailments. Jehovah chose you to be here. Everybody knows that when a man and woman has intercourse, it's not two little sperm sliding through. It's thousands. Out of those thousands, he chose you. So when you think of a saddest and you think of a dark empath, these are people that know exactly what it feels like to feel unwanted and to feel like no one cares and to feel like your life is worthless. All of these bad feelings originate with Satan because Satan gone through those things himself. Say, uh, Jesus Christ kicked him out of his home. He, he doesn't have the key nor any way to get to the home that he used to have. So the Satan is very, very, very sad. He's a saddest. Okay? All saddest play with a person's emotions. They play with your emotions. Because people who are targets to saddest, they feel like you don't have normal things of life. But you do. Jehovah's been here all of this time. Jehovah has not gone anywhere. I need to I need to draw this point even more. Your parents didn't cause their own birth. Nobody on earth caused their own birth. Just like farmers plant the seeds and Jehovah makes it grow, it's the same thing when a man plants his seed inside of a woman inside of that egg. Jehovah makes that egg grow. Not that man and not that woman. It's Jehovah that causes it to grow. It's Jehovah that caused you to grow, me to grow, and millions more. So when I speak about purpose and divine purpose, Jehovah literally decided, whatever your name is, he decided that he wanted you here. Okay? Now, when the Bible says from the heart, the mouth speaks, okay, it's true. And also, even if a person doesn't talk, their actions speak for themselves. Don't you think, <clears throat> don't you think that bullies have an intention? Whatever is inside of a person's heart is how they treat people. Okay. If a person loves you, if a person is generous, if a person has your back, if a person checks on you, you better hold on to that one and you better treat them right. Because the Bible says in the Bible reading this week that with the loyal, you treat them with loyalty. With the fools and the deceptive people, you show yourself shrewd. Okay? You don't, you don't become disloyal to somebody that's loyal to you. But people do it all the time. Especially saddest and people that practice dark psychology. And they manipulate you. They want you to feel worthless. They want you to be hopeless. They want you to feel like your life means nothing to nobody. But how is that even true 
when that saddest literally chose you to be a part of their life. They chose you. So people are believing in these saddest and these manipulators and these gaslighters when they say that you're worthless and when they try to put hopelessness in you, they are literally showing you and telling you that that's a lie. Because if that was true, why are you calling? Why are you texting? Why are you following her to work? Why are you sitting outside the window when she on the phone? Why are you texting her? Why you done hacked her phone? To Why you got a GPS on her car? This same person is telling you that you are worthless, but they're on your... Like they don't have nothing else to live for. His job is to focus on what you're doing with your life and why you're not allowing him or her to be in it. It's a lie. Ladies and gentlemen, you have to understand these things. Okay? When somebody bullies you and somebody says negative stuff about you, I need you to understand that you always have the upper hand of your bully. Because out of everything a bully could be doing, out of everything this person could be doing every single day, they literally focus on you. It's an unhealthy obsession. You got so many other things you could be doing with your life, but you focused on somebody that doesn't like you, that doesn't want you, that doesn't care for you. And it's all a test, okay? So anybody that's being bullied, one thing I need to let you guys know is that you do not need to be angry, okay? You're going to start off angry, but I'm literally going to teach you a lot of things. A person that's ignorant and a person that doesn't understand cannot help themselves. So with understanding, this will better help you deal with certain things, okay? Bullies are everywhere. They're online, they're offline, okay? You live with them. Okay, I want to let you know that when people speak bad things about you, it's intentional. They want to see you down emotionally, physically, and spiritually. Because once you're down, they now have full control over what they're going to do with you. That's the point. That's the purpose. And that's the mission of any bully, saddest, or anybody that practice dark psychology, including manipulation and gaslighting. The whole point is to control your mind. They want you to doubt yourself. Satan literally gaslighted Eve. Gaslighted, gaslight and manipulation starts with Eve. The manipulation came in because Satan literally took what Jehovah said and he flipped it on her. Did God really say that you can't do what you want to do? That you can't eat that fruit? Did he really tell you that? That's the manipulation. Okay? He took what Jehovah said, he flipped it, and then he put a benefit behind it. He said, look, if you eat this fruit, you're going to feel good. You're going you're gonna to be smarter than you are. You're going to know good and know bad. Where did bad come from? Bad came from Satan. He created bad. That's why he said good and bad. Gaslighting, manipulation, and dark psychology originates with Satan the devil. And anybody that practices these things are wicked. They are literally children of Satan the devil himself. Okay, if you've never seen Satan, which you cannot see him through spirit, I want to let you know that his spirit lives in people. There are a lot of people that are demon possessed. And a demon possessed person is somebody that practices all of these things that I'm telling you guys about. They have demons that live in them. You need to cut them off expeditiously. And I'm going to tell you something too. Your gut is not a liar. Your gut is a spiritual is a spiritual intuition that Jehovah God gives us, especially as women. So as soon as you sense that something is not right with a person's spirit, you do not need to wait a year, two years, and three years to figure it out and to find out. You give chances to no wicked person at all. I'm telling you through experience, 
every person that I've dealt with that I felt like something was wrong with their spirit and I still gave them a chance because their behaviors did not match what I what my intuition felt. At the end, it's been so bitter and nasty. At the end of every single person that I gave a chance to, that I felt through my gut and my spirit that something was wrong with them. You're not crazy. Nothing is wrong with you. You're not dumb. You don't have a mental health issue. Something is wrong with that person who's obsessed with you. And all of these things that people say about people, they when they gaslight you, they want to say that you have a mental health issue. They want to doubt yourself. They want to see if you forgot what you just said. They're testing you. That's the whole point of manipulation. They want you to doubt yourself. And they wanted you to doubt anything and everything that you've ever been taught. That's the purpose. I want to let you guys know too. That nobody is born a slave. Nobody is born a mother, a father or any of those things. Everything that a person is upon adulthood is what they become. Is what people become. Nobody's born a saddest. That's a learned behavior. It's a taught behavior. So ladies and gentlemen, you be very careful. And 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 young boys, you be careful too. Be very 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 careful because sexual abuse is not spoken about by men who are victims. Boys that are victims don't speak up on it, whether it's a woman that took advantage of them or it's a man. Because men don't talk. A lot of men and boys don't talk about the things that hurt them. They don't. And it happens a lot. A lot of boys have been manipulated and raped by another man or another boy older than them. I'm telling you this is the truth. A boy is not going to admit that a, a, a grown man took advantage of his, of, of his body. He's not going to say anything because he's too shamed to eat. How did this even happen? It's not your fault. It's not your fault. Okay. And the mental distress and anguish, I totally understand it because it doesn't make sense. It's something that's unthinkable. It's something that shouldn't even be a thought in a grown person's mind to take advantage of a child. And then at that, it's this, it's, None of it makes sense. What part of it makes sense? None of it. That's why victims sit trying to figure out what the heck is going on. And I'm letting you guys know right now. Okay. If there's any witnesses listening to this podcast, the past couple weeks, Jehovah, through his son, Jesus Christ, has been highlighting a lot of things. Hasn't the, the Watchtower been talking about Phineas? Okay. And I'm trying to think about some other names too. Dathan. Okay. You're really not safe at the Kingdom Hall anymore. You're not safe. Your children are not safe in Jehovah's house. I'm telling you through my experience that these laborers and these traffickers are walking inside the Kingdom Hall. Wanna know why? Because your children are pure. That's why. And there's nothing good out in Satan's world left. It's nothing fresh in Satan's world. There's nothing fresh and from scratch in Satan's world because they've demoralized and desensitized even the children. The only good supply left is through Jehovah's Witnesses. That's why they're going to the kingdom hall. So do not sit up in that hall and think that everything is Gucci because it's not. And a lot of people sat in that kingdom hall slandering my name, 
saying that I'm crazy and saying that I'm this and saying that I'm that. There's nothing wrong with me. But everything is wrong with anybody who slandered my name. Everything is wrong with you. I can understand a person sheltered doesn't have a mindset to understanding how the streets work. But when you turn on that radio, especially for older people, because you don't go online looking for stuff, you listen to the radio, there's no CD player, you turn on Power, whatever you turn it to, Power 98, whatever. You've heard it on the radio, all of these missing children. And because nothing happened, it's not because the scheme and the plan was not active. Jehovah did not allow it to happen. And even with all of these things being said, I want to let you know that none of you that are baptized that know me or knew me was ever my true friend. Because the Bible says that a true friend is what? A true friend is born for distress. So a true friend isn't around only when your life is good and everything is perfect. A real friend is with you when you're crying. When you sad and when you on your deathbed, that's what a true friend is. Now, a lot of people going to say that I'm angry and that I'm upset. It bothers me. It bothers me that when I was up and when I was taking care of mothers and fathers and not fathers, when I'm taking care of families, your own mother, okay, your grandmother, your great-grand, I'm at a house. They didn't, they, you, you don't have to ask me for too much. And sometimes you don't even have to ask because I volunteer myself to hospitality and taking care of people. So I don't care. This podcast is exposing everything in everybody. And I'm saying it how it is. And it's okay. Because when Job was tested too, Satan used Job's friends and family. Satan used Job's wife. Like, can you imagine your, your, you, Satan taking all of your children and then your wife comes up to you and says, are you still holding firm to your integrity? Curse Jehovah and die? That wasn't his wife talking. That was Satan talking through his wife. But my thing is, you have to be spiritually weak and spiritually captive of Satan for him to just take control of you like that and to use you for his purpose. A spiritual woman, knowing that Job was sick, knowing that Job had those boils from head to toe that were painful, don't you know what a real woman, a true wife does that loves her husband? She comforts her husband. Baby, everything is gonna be okay. We're gonna continue to trust in Jehovah and have faith and not your God, Job, but our God. That's what a true spiritual woman was. But even Job's wife had some flaws because she was like Eve. She tried to persuade her husband to curse Jehovah God, give up his integrity and his obedience and to die. And that's the exact same thing that Satan used Eve for with Adam. Now, let's think about this. Okay, how can an imperfect man show more integrity and divine integrity all the days of his life than a man and woman that was perfect? Everything is not green on the other side. Imperfect people are showing Jehovah that they love him for what Jehovah is, who he is, not what he has to give. So anyway, babies, queens and kings, young, if you're older and you don't know these things, it's okay. Everything's okay in life. It's nothing in life is ever really that important. When I think about even myself being upset and being angry, it, it's not that serious. The only thing serious that we should be taking in our life you know that should be important is our integrity to Jehovah God. That's all our, our lives is about in this world. And I want to let you guys know something too. When Paul said, when I'm weak, I'm strong, that is correct. 
because that's your weakest points. What your what your obsessors is wanting you to do is to give up and disown the truth, to disown your faith, to disown Jehovah God. Let Jehovah go. Why are you still loving him? He's not helping you. Actually, that's not true. That's not true at all. Jehovah was with Job the whole time. Jehovah was supporting Job the whole time. Satan put problems in front of the man's face to try to blind the simple fact that Jehovah was sitting beside Job in his ashes, in his boils, and in his distress. The only true person to Job was Jehovah God. That was the only true person to Job. Job's only true friend was Jehovah God at his weakest points. That's why now at my life at 27, I actually don't want a lot of friends. I used to want a lot of friends and I used to want a lot of company all the time. But I've grown to enjoy my spiritual company with my father, Jehovah God. Okay? I don't crave your attention anymore because I've stopped texting you and I've stopped calling you. And honestly, I've stopped even worrying about you. It's not my job. That's Jehovah's job. <clears throat> the only person that I'm going to overextend myself to is Jehovah God. You don't overextend yourself to any human being to prove to them anything. You only overextend yourself to Jehovah. <clears throat> because when you do, when you go over and beyond for human beings, they honestly think that you're soft. And they will take advantage of you expeditiously. They will. So to save yourself an extra burden and an extra problem... You only overextend your love and your kindness to Jehovah. That's it. Because the days we're living in is wicked. These days that we're living in is extremely wicked. <clears throat> so to save yourself calamity and problems, you just focus on making sure that you give Jehovah your best, your better, and the most you could possibly pour into his hands and his heart. Okay. The Bible does not say to love your mother and father with your whole heart and with your whole soul and with your whole mind and with your whole strength. That's not what Jehovah said. Jehovah says that you should honor your parents. You give them honor. You give your friends and family honor, but you don't love a human being more than Jehovah God. In fact, humans only get a portion of your love. Your entire heart, mind, strength, and existence should be going to Jehovah God. And I'm going to tell you guys something too. Having standards is not a problem. In fact, if you're living and you don't have standards, I don't even understand why you're here. Alrighty, so this is the longest podcast I've had because I've had to break a lot of things down for people to understand. These things are very important. My life and my experiences in life is a testimony. It is a testimony. And I'm so happy that Jehovah allowed me to go through all of these things. You want to know why? My testimony is strong. My testimony... Is the exact same testimony of David. Is the exact testimony of um, Joseph. It's the entire testimony of the Shilman of the Shilmite or the Shilmanite. Okay, it's the exact same testimony that Job had all in one life. It's so crazy that all of these different characters in the Bible have their own test of faith. 
even Daniel being in alliance then. In a sense, I've been in alliance then too, outside. And they even surround my apartment as well. Still down to the day. So you know what Satan did for me? Because I've always loved Jehovah since I was a young girl. Satan said this one, I got to use every test on her. Every single one that I've given to all of Jehovah's loyal people in the past, I got to give every single test to her. Because she really does love Jehovah and she's holding firm in her love and her integrity. So I've had all of these tests in my life and I'm only 27. I'm going to end this podcast with much love. I thank Jehovah God for his advice, for his knowledge, and for his love. Okay? I pray that Jehovah helps so many more people to have a better life, to live happy, to have a purpose. If you are living without a purpose in life that's according to Jehovah's divine purpose, you are like a person with a spear and you're aiming everywhere except for where you should be aiming. Or not with a spear because we don't encourage violence, okay? It's just a person that's living their life aimlessly. And a lot of young people, before they even turn 18, their life has no purpose. It has no direction. And that's not a good thing. I love you guys so much. And I thank Jehovah God for his divine wisdom. And I hope you guys have a divine, fantastic Thursday. Or whatever day you wind up hearing this. It doesn't matter which day you get this message. All that matters is that you were present and alive to hear this news. Because this is the truth.